Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3. Oh my gosh, this is lucky. It's pretty lucky. Season 3, Episode I-I-I, if you will. Three, three, <laughs> three, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and... This is an exciting episode. This is a big time luck, lucky, exciting episode. Uh, we have our new studio already. If you could see the excitement in George's eyes right now, you would laugh at him the way I am. <laughs> it is funny. I'm pretty excited. We got our new interface. We got some new microphones. Hopefully this sounds better, um, not worse. And hopefully Anna doesn't murder me for um, leaving cables and boxes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Oh my gosh. Literally boxes everywhere for two fucking microphones. <laughs> but it's our studio, so. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so not only do we have a new studio, not only do we have new mics and new interfaces, but this past week was one of the most exciting weekends of the year for mixed martial arts. Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, defeated Justin Gaethje via triangle choke to the netherworld. <laughs> Harsh, man. And it was just super exciting. We'll get to that later. Yeah, um, give, give them the whole recap, would you? We'll give a recap. So it was UFC 254. It was in Fight Island. It was in Abu Dhabi, which we flew back from. We're back in the good old United States of America now, just in time for crazy election. This is week. our second time living today. Because we lived, what day is today? Tuesday, yesterday, there. Mm-hmm. But now we're living Tuesday again here. Living twice as good two mics two lives <laughs> two lives <laughs> two cups um, <laughs> go okay so there's uh, there's just so many things i need to get through uh, it might have even been this all right already friends i see a mistake on my part i should have done this part of the recap <laughs> <laughs> go ahead babe no it's there's uh, so much to talk about okay so I actually think that this past weekend, UFC 254 might have been the greatest card of all You stop time. it. You stop and it. That's what I wanted to be on the top five, but now that I'm looking at the show notes, it seems to have disappeared. I think it's one of the greatest- You did not put this in the top five. I did. I said, UFC 254, greatest card. Mm. Gone. Look, look at this. First of all, it started at, oh, at 11 a.m. Before, no. Now this is this is all awry. This is very unorganized right now, but that's okay. Just I want to point out before George goes through um, all of these fights, yada yada yada, that almost every person I wanted to win lost. <laughs> Not everybody, but almost everybody. That's just icing on the cake. <laughs> You're a fuck face. <laughs> I hope you choke on your mic. <laughs> all right. Fucking <laughs> go. All right. So first of all, if you remember and you listened to last week, the card started at 11 a.m. We literally turned on the computer at 11 a.m. on the dot. It was amazing. It was the glorious. main of the main card started at two. I think the main event started somewhere like what four or something in the afternoon. It was all wrapped up by like five thirty. It was amazing. It, it was, was the best all day. But then when you look at the actual winners, uh, Joel Alvarez, first fight of the night, sick armbar. Uh, Miranda Maverick, uh, sick t- TKO, doctor stoppage because of a cut. Uh, then we have. 
other stuff that I'm keeping quiet until later. But <laughs> submissions, KO punches, KO punches, submission rear naked choke, KO punches, TKO body kick and punches. The exciting uh, decisions. And then Habib just doing the thing uh, against Justin Gaethje with, te- with the best submission of the year, really. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, two big highlights that I do want to share are Shavkat Rachmanov is another name I need to learn from the people from the former Soviet Union. He's a savage combat sambo master, and he had a great guillotine uh, to win uh, his fight. And, and then, he was pretty handsome too, wasn't he, from thinking of the right guy? I mean, yeah, I think, you know, him and I probably have a lot of features in common, so great guillotines and scrawny-ass frames. And hard to say last names. Yeah. Cool. And then Ankalev and Kutalaba, that beef is over. Ankalev sent Kutalaba to uh, Dreamland. Um, and that's it. Let's, we'll get back to more 254 in the top five. You know what? We're not even going to... There's so much in this card now that I'm looking at it. We're not even going to get to so many things in the top five, like Lauren Murphy winning and calling for a title shot, or my boy Jared Cannoneer's pyrite was broken, so he lost. <laughs> it must have been broken. I don't yeah. know. Oh, whatever. It's all right. We are going to look ahead a little bit. Wait a um, second. Did you hear what Robert Whitaker said about that? Yeah, he made... he made the, uh, It was funny. And he didn't even know about the what whole was crystal it? thing. It was that coffee is stronger than pyrite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually liked that. So looking ahead a little bit, everybody, this Thursday, again, a Thursday card. Bellator um, has fights, which is pretty cool Thursday, but also cool because prelims start at 5.15. On the prelims, there are actually more fighters than on the main card. Um, We have Nick Newell, who you might remember us talking about because he was born with a stump and he fights with his stump and then his real <laughs> full arm yep. um and that's interesting another guy jake hager you might you might know him i certainly don't but he's over from the wwe so people are like super interested to see if i mean this isn't his first fight but they're interested to see how well he does with real fighting and also adam borix is on the card and adam borix and i were on the mma hour with luke thomas on the same episode so i always have a soft spot in my heart for him and then the main card um is at eight with gay guard musasi versus douglas lima for the title shot i know i'm like why is george not speaking about this more because as holding hands and throwing fists has already declared and we will continue and be more upfront about it bellator needs to do a better job of marketing i'm i don't know i'm 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 gonna apply for a job that doesn't exist or something that you're vastly underqualified for like a chief marketing officer why am i underqualified i don't i don't know people in marketing are all stupid that's what they are who are you rooting for in that fight real quick I gotta go. It's oh my really, gosh, you you all heard me say real quick, right? <laughs> I, I, I'll choose Gegard Musasi. I thought you would. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lima. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, and uh, Halloween is this Saturday. If you're like us, you think fuck Halloween, <laughs> <laughs> so you should be at home <laughs> watching the fights. Um, 
is there a Bobby Green is fighting. We really like him. Uh, he's an emotional guy. Definitely speaks out after every single fight about something that's going on in the world. And it just so happens to always be going on on the nights of his fights. Uh, Greg Hardy is fighting. And, you know, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say it again. <laughs> I just said fuck Halloween. But also, yeah, fuck Greg Hardy. I mean, you feel feel uh you feel the same about greg hardy and john jones like they're in that same uh i was going to say greg hardy's number two but you know what yeah you're both number one at sucking (laughs) um who else is on this card oh the co-main whatever i don't even know if if they're calling it the co-main is going to be super awesome it is andre feely who we love Ooh, but also he's fighting bryce mitchell who we thug love nasty, thug nasty in the house oh my gosh that's gonna be an exciting fight and they're just both fun fun guys and then the main fight is uriah hall versus anderson silva that one's gonna be tricky for george peter because he loves himself some anderson silva however he is all over uriah hall i mean yeah i'm a fan of both uh this fight should have happened like probably like 19 years ago but uh still it's halloween i'm i'm down to watch that i'm i'm really excited for if you guys don't remember we've definitely brought it up before in past episodes but andre feely's nickname is touchy (laughs) so i'm very very excited to see uh touchy feely versus thug nasty it's gonna be super cool and i think they actually got bryce mitchell his camo shorts yeah, I mean, they, they were supposed to. and since I mean, I don't yeah. believe anything Dana or the UFC says until... They said after the last fight, through. so we'll see. I don't we'll know. See? I, I didn't see if they mentioned anything. Another so reason for you all to watch. All right, cool. So we have fights this Thursday. And I think, by the way, the Bellator fights, I think they might be on YouTube for free. So if they are, we'll post a link on social media. Right. And Friday's, just, uh, I mean, Saturday's fights are just on ESPN+. Plus. All right, shall we move it along to the top five that you hate? Let's do it. All right, so number one in our top five is sort of strange. I feel like we've like alluded and danced around this topic before, but we've never hit this point. So we've talked about weight cut before. We have discussed how kind of weight cutting is is so so difficult we don't know how fighters do it it sucks but it's part of the fight game sadly and habib is kind of also known for being close to missing weight or just really struggling with missing weight it's not easy i love and I didn't know it until way after. I love that Tony Ferguson like always says tiramisu, tiramisu to Habib or he calls Habib tiramisu. Do you want to briefly explain why? Yeah. So one time he was fighting <laughs> and he, I think either actually missed weight or was really close to missing weight. And earlier in the week, Embedded had caught him taking like a bite of like tiramisu. So it became tiramisu gate and everybody was like, you're you're missing weight or coming really close to missing it and having it be this awful thing. And there's literally proof of you smelling 
and or licking. <laughs> and now you know why you need to watch Embedded, everybody. <laughs> oh, actually, there's so much to talk about this episode. I want to talk about that too. I continue. know. Um, so all of this was leading to for the weigh-ins, Habib was very made weight habib made weight however he needed to be totally naked take off his underwear and everything to make weight Mm -hmm. when this happens one of two things happens but it's normally this first one they get a fucking towel and just hold it two random people who don't even know what to do come over and hold the towel they're not skilled at holding holding towels they don't know that this will ever come up they're there to like cross their arms and look out at the crowd and like look mad official but they don't know most of them don't look like they know what the heck is going on so they use a freaking towel and the fighter is naked behind. We're not talking about any fighter anymore. We're talking about Habib in a... a uh, the sport's biggest star in the country where he's like worshipped. And where everything is a little taboo. So I would imagine seeing all of him would be incredibly taboo. I mean, Joe, he's not a woman. Yeah, but still. Um, And so they use a towel. That's a problem. This whole thing was getting to... They have another apparatus. It's a fucking hoop, which makes so much more sense because you step in the hoop, and then when you pull the hoop up, there's a curtain around the hoop. So there's no danger of seeing anything that people don't need to see, and the fighter can feel more comfortable if they do, in fact, need the hoop. So along with wanting more draws in the fight world, I want hoops everywhere this election season stand behind holding hands and throwing fists they want hoops everywhere for everyone tiramisu for everyone everyone they want bellator (laughs) to let you know when they're gonna fight come on we want earlier (laughs) pay-per-views yes both for holding hands and throwing fists we're here to make mma great no, nah, I don't Oh, like that. you should just delete that. <laughs> or I'm just going to leave it in. Um, number two in the top five. Sam guy. Alvey fought uh, Deun Jung. <laughs> How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, even though it sounded like you were coughing a little yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the fight was really good. It was back and forth. We were obviously pulling for Sam Alvey, um, and uh, he looked like he was getting outstruck a little bit at first, and then uh, Deun Jung got a little maybe overzealous, and then uh, you could see Sam Alvey's experience sort of kicked in. He got more in the clinch and all this stuff. So it was a pretty tight fight i looked at anna and i was like this is uh like this has by far been the closest fight of the whole night i think if i go back it might even be yeah it was the third fight of the night and the first two had stoppages so i was like what's gonna happen now with the decision i thought sam alvey won yeah and i thought maybe the ong jung won uh well guess what they read the judges results one judge gave it to smile and salva Sa- sam alvey one judge gave it to dong jung and the other judge called it a draw that means that it's a straight up ah! split draw Yay! i was recording if you saw it on uh instagram stories you would have heard me screaming <laughs> one level of excitement 
taking a breath and then jumping up to another level of excitement dreams come true everyone dreams come true another thing we should rewind and add it back to the holding hands and throwing fist platform draws we want yes, more I draws think we said it that's we why this it. was the perfect so, that's fantastic along with um your beautiful post on insta it was also cool because sam alvey liked it yeah yeah because i was wondering if we tagged them if they were going to feel like kind of some type of way about us doing it maybe he didn't feel great about a split draw but he's he was smiling <laughs> i mean that's his job <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, number three on our top five. We mentioned her earlier, Miranda Maverick. We're we're gonna look out for her. I think she is certainly an up and coming fighter that we all need to keep our eye on. One, her first name. Miranda, come on. We were already rooting for her for that reason alone when we just saw the names. We're namist. We kind of are namists. Mm-hmm. Eek. Um, but also her second name. Her last name's Maverick. That's are not you her nickname. kidding? That is not her are nickname. Are you kidding? How are you not rooting for Miranda Maverick? And then, if we didn't already like her because we're namists, she is a PhD student for industrial psychology. What the fuck is that? If anyone knows what that means, just please let us know and she was studying all week and she still fucked up her opponent oh and by the way she's 23 my lucky number so miranda maverick you are on your way to being one of my favorite fighters industrial and organizational psychology which is also known as occupational psychology organizational psychology or work in organizational psychology is an applied discipline within psychology industrial work and organizational psychology is the broader global term for the field internationally that gave no information but that was the wikipedia blurb that is (laughs) informational um all right cool so i'm going to do a little number four on the top five one one of the most important fights of the whole night that we didn't even discuss really was robert whitaker your mom's favorite fighter yes completely controlling jared cannoneer for the entire three rounds kind of outclassing him although cannoneer did look great and i think he's gonna get the rub he's gonna definitely come out i of would this. like you to not crap so much over Cannoneer. No, here looked good but Whitaker was just really did prove because a lot of people have been questioning where he's at you know he was right. a champion for a while he uh, beat Yoel Romero twice even though a lot of people think that he lost both of those fights um, he got dealt with by Izzy you know so like I'm really not shitting on Cannoneer as much as I'm like people have been shitting on Whitaker for a long time and what he did to Darren Till which your mom said that's her favorite fight of all time <laughs> um, quite random but still it's like it's the first fight where she realized that we said that it's like it's a sport it's not just people getting bloody and trying to kill each other um he he came out and he just really outclassed them and kudos to robert whitaker it was fun to watch and i'm really interested to see what happens next people are already saying that he's gonna have the rematch against izzy i don't know i don't know about that i don't think that's gonna happen he got dealt with but then also a lot of people he 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 was saying and a lot of analysts have been saying after too that like he didn't deal with the stress of being champion that well and a lot of guys have talked about that that like losing the championship was like the most relieving thing that's ever happened to them right so, um, I don't know, maybe he could have the, uh, you know, experience and wisdom to come back and re-get it. We'll see. We'll see. And Jared Cannonier, 
keep your hopes up. You had a good attitude after the fight. Your crystals didn't work. However, we suggest drinking a Bud Light seltzer before your next fight. After a long day of double dirty diapers, double tummy time, and double crying, we need double the Bud Light seltzers. There's nothing like an ice cold Bud Light seltzer to wind down. Thanks, Thanks, Bud Bud Light Light Seltzer, Seltzer, for supporting parents everywhere. So every other MMA podcast will tell you (laughs) straight up off the top the biggest news of the week. (laughs) But we wait. (laughs) But the biggest news of the week, number five in the list of five things. But you know what? I like to end on a bang. And everyone else is spending entire shows discussing this one thing we're giving our friends that insider information that they are just dying out for yeah crystals 23 year old phd candidates split draws whatever the fuck that means and hoops (laughs) and hoops i mean come on sold (laughs) okay here's the deal habib basically just rode off into the sunset it's one of the best mma stories of all time and it's fucking tragic and it's just insane but he is he's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all times i don't really love this goat conversation thing that i don't understand why everyone has to be the greatest ever but he makes a goddamn good case for it he's undefeated 29 and 0 and just like like what, what John always talks about, right? It's not only about going and winning on points, doing all the stuff. It's like you're going into a combat sport trying to finish. And that's what, I mean, he basically did it twice. He, by the end of round one, he was on Justin's back and sw- or had ma- Justin mounted, mounted and was going for an armbar. Justin got saved by the bell. Then he went out and did it again in the second round. And then because he was... Th- Khabib really said this to his buddy Daniel Cormier. Who's I can't a when I heard this. But it makes sense. And it's like why people love jiu-jitsu because they say they really do say jiu-jitsu is a compassionate way to restrain and or like practice self-defense. In the fight, he knew that Justin wasn't going to tap. So if he went again for that arm bar, which is Khabib's dad's favorite move. Wait, also rewind. Not just he knew Justin wasn't going to tap. Justin said in several interviews for during fight week, I will not tap, not in front of my parents. So then knowing that, Khabib knew that he was going to have to break his arm catastrophically. So instead, he switched to a mounted triangle, rolled through to uh, on his back, and put him to sleep because the ref didn't stop it initially with Justin's first tap. Which, how do you feel about that? I think Jason Herzog did a fantastic job. The tap was unclear. This is a championship fight, and this is Justin and Habib we're talking about. I love you so much. (laughs) So many people were like, I can't believe that the ref is blah, blah, blah. Oh, you mean so many little bitches? So many little bitches. And the thing is, right, like this isn't a pre... All right, going to sleep is bad. Like Justin Gaethje said after the fact, he goes, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, getting choked out to sleep is is nothing compared to getting hit in the head. And maybe it's not nearly as bad as getting punched in the head over and over and over again, but it can't be good for you. I know I I haven't been the same. (laughs) It can't be. However... 
Herzog did a fine job and actually oh my god there is so much I almost feel like this episode should have been two parts did you hear Jason Herzog wasn't even supposed to be the ref of the fight no why the ref of the fight I'm not sure who it was and if you watch anything that we ever tell you to watch which you probably don't but you might have noticed that so many of the refs were either new or different mm-hmm. than most of the fight island refs have been one of the cutmen got covid passed it along and jason herzog was called in fight week to come to fight island to ref this fight because of some cutmen passing along the covid that's awful well, Jason Herzog, you're like pretty much our pound for pound, maybe favorite referee right now. And also Justin's tap was very spastic. Now, can you imagine this perfect, flawless performance that could be did if it was ruined and Justin was like, I didn't really tap. In those cases, you let it go a couple, literally just three seconds longer. And once he held his hand and realized that, it, that he mm-hmm. was asleep, <laughs> forced him to let go. So Khabib then retires on top. And then this is what, October, whatever the fuck day, right? Khabib's father and coach <laughs> passed away in July because of COVID in 2020. Like, I can't even I can't even imagine what that's like. And for him to do it, he literally fought and then retired and said, I told my mom, I promised my mom that I will not fight again. And um, it was it was just amazing. You saw how re- relieved he was. He was literally weeping in the octagon. Yeah, it was and super emotional. You could not not be rooting for him and his choices in that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just absolutely insane. So Habib may potentially be the goat, maybe one of the goats potentially pound for pound greatest fighter of all time there are other names that people like to throw in the conversation i don't think we need to talk about any of those names nah that ain't our gig good if you want real mma commentator go somewhere else (laughs) scram kids (laughs) all right this episode of the holding hands enduring fist podcast is brought to you by g who was selected employee of the month at her job congratulations 